just when you thought there was no hope for baby boomers. It's the Rational Boomer Podcast. Logic, common sense, compassion. Yeah, who knew? Now, here's Mike. Here we go again, yet another Rational Boomer podcast. Just want to give you a little heads up. I'm going to another of my grandson's soccer games, and I'm going to be uh, given charge of my 17-month-old grandchild. Grandma's not going to be there. Her dad's not going to be there. Mom's a coach. I just hope to God that her other grandparents are there too. I don't know if I can handle her myself. I just don't know. You remember the story I told you? She ran me ragged and then into the ground, literally. (laughs) I'm going to do what I can to stay on my feet this time around, stay ambulatory. I don't know how a little girl with a 12-inch inseam can run me into the ground being the well-toned athlete that I am. (laughs) I'm laughing about that. If my family were around me, they'd be even laughing harder. Well, let's talk about some of the stuff that's going on in this country and around the world, and it's uh, it's a lot of shit. It always is a lot of shit. That's the one thing about doing the podcast, whether I do it every other day, every two days, or every day, or twice a day. There's always something more to talk about. And in terms of doing a podcast, that's good, but there's a lot of crazy shit going on, and sometimes it's a little bit troubling. And speaking about troubling, let's talk about this situation in Afghanistan. Now, you know that uh, the U.S. military was trying to evacuate as many people as possible out of Afghanistan by way of the Kabul airport. And we know about the ISIS-K terrorist detonating a bomb and killing 13 of our U.S. service members. It was a terrible day. It was tragic. It was hard to deal with. We're almost out of there. And then this shithole terrorist group decides to detonate a bomb and before we can get out of there 13 more of our people are killed it was tragic well then a couple of days later we hear that um, the u.s military made a drone strike hit a vehicle full of isis k terrorists and we're thinking way to go america yeah that's it stay on top of it you can't mess with america But then shortly thereafter, we start hearing that, yeah, well, maybe they weren't ISIS-K. Maybe they were just civilians. Now, immediately, the military tries to deny it. They say, well, no, we had good intel. We've been following this car for three days, doing a lot of suspicious stuff. And when we blew it up, man, it blew up way bigger than it should have. So it must have been carrying some explosives. Well, that was a nice try. Fact of the matter is, when it all shakes out, they didn't kill any ISIS-K in that uh, drone strike. They, in fact, killed civilians, 10 civilians. And of those 10 civilians, seven were children. Now, there's no way to look at this, but a supreme fuck-up. I mean, a real fuck-up by the U.S. military, by the Biden administration. Now, the Biden administration didn't do anything particularly, but as Joe Biden said, the buck stops with him. He's the one in charge. He gets the blame. Now, I'm sure people out there are confused because I always rip on to Donald Trump, and I kind of build up Joe Biden. 
I do because Joe Biden is a far better president and is the one chance to save this country after all that uh, Donald Trump has done. But that isn't to say I'm not going to call out the current administration when there are times they need to be called out on. I'm not a strong Republican or a strong Democrat. I'm not a strong anything. I don't join clubs because I don't like other people making rules for me, especially when they might be dumber than I am. So I'm kind of on my own, independent maybe. I don't even join that group. I'm just a guy who does the best he can when he goes to the uh, voting booth, and uh, I will speak my mind whoever's doing what. You know, in this case, Joe Biden is kind of the hero here because Donald Trump did such a shitty job. But Joe Biden and his administration are certainly capable of doing things wrong. And they've done a few since they've been in office. Not nearly the kind that Donald Trump did, so I feel easier with Joe Biden. But this situation is a fuck-up. Now, why did they have this fuck-up? Well, I'll tell you exactly why they did it. Well, I don't know exactly why. I don't have inside information but I can tell basically how it played out, what was going on here. Now, when that bomb went off, set off by ISIS-K, and it killed 13 U.S. service members, yes, that was a strategy. But even above that, was it was a huge embarrassment to the U.S. military and the Biden administration. Now these guys are on full alert. They're upset. They don't want to be surprised again. They don't want to be embarrassed. They don't want to be caught with their pants down. So they're on the edge right now. They get some intel. They didn't check it close enough. They made the attack. They're running short of time, and they can't afford to have another embarrassment. So they knock out this vehicle with all the ISIS-K in it, but instead it's civilians. They got bad intel. They didn't cross-check the information they got. They shot and then ask questions later. And when you do that, you fuck up. I understand why they did it, but that doesn't excuse them for doing it. Now, the one thing I will give the U.S. government and the military credit for, when it was all said and done, and they had to admit, yes, it was civilians and not ISIS-K, we fucked up. They owned up to it. They said, yes, we did it. We fucked up and we are sorry. Okay. Well, sorry isn't going to bring anybody back. It's not going to make anybody feel better. It's not going to fix anything. But what else are you going to do? The war in Afghanistan is just that, a war. And what we know of wars is they suck. They're dangerous. They're deadly. Innocent people die in wars all the time. Now, that doesn't excuse the U.S. military, but it happens. Mistakes are made. And if they own up to it, that's a lot better than what Donald Trump might have done. He would have lied about it, hid it, whatever. But at least the Biden administration, the U.S. military under Biden, said, yep, we fucked up, we're sorry. But because the war, and that's what was going on in Afghanistan, a war, we were almost done with it, but it is a war, things happen. It does suck. And I think... The only thing we can take from it that's good is that, first, the military owned up to it, and that we should be thankful for Joe Biden 
finally ending this war and getting us the fuck out of there so this doesn't continue to happen. Yes, it's sad that 10 civilians die. There is no excuse for it. I'm not going to make any. But prior to this pullout, there were 2,000 Americans that died. And how many Afghanistan uh, civilians died? Probably thousands and thousands of them. Why aren't we crying over that? We should be crying over that. And that is part and parcel to a 20-year war. So yes, we lost 13 service members. That's sad. That's tragic. They can never be replaced. Yes, we've lost 10 civilians. And that is our fuck-up, and we own it. But all we can do is pull out of there, end this war, and stop the killing of both military people and civilians. Because as sad as those 10 civilians dying, It's the thousands that died over the last 20 years. And the only way to stop that is to stop the war. That is what Joe Biden did, and that means we aren't going to have that issue again. The U.S. military won't be able to make that mistake in Afghanistan again because they won't be there. U.S. military won't be killed in Afghanistan because we won't be there. And we aren't there because of Joe Biden. So... Take that for what it's worth. You know, the fact of the matter is this whole thing has been a mess. It's been a mess for 20 years. It should have been cleaned up long before. It was laid in the lap of uh, Joe Biden. He did what he had to do. He made some mistakes, but he got it done. There's still some people over there. They're in the process of trying to get them out. This was never going to be anything but a mess, and it was a mess. Joe Biden's the only one that was willing to take on the mess in order to have the bigger win, the greater good, by ending the war. You know how people do that? Well, I really want to do this. It should be important, but I'm afraid I might get hurt. I'm afraid something might happen, so I'm afraid to do it. That's what we saw for 20 years, from Bush, from Obama, to Trump. So Joe Biden had it. He knew it was going to be rough, so he did it. And as much as they fucked up with these 10 civilians, at least they stopped the big part of it, the war. And that's where the real casualties were. And that's where thousands and thousands of people died. But it's done. So that's the good news. So we're hearing that the cyber ninjas have said that they are going to release the results from their Arizona audit, which is interesting because when they took over, they said, we'll go through this, we'll get this done, three weeks, we'll have the information, we'll flip the election, all this shit. Well, we're five, six months into it now, have yet to see anything. And they say they're going to give it to us next week, but they've done that before as well. Remember, they've said, oh, it's coming next week, coming next week. We love hearing that because we know it's bullshit. So whether we actually get results next week, who knows? And when we ultimately do get results, what are those results going to be? Are they going to have the courage to stand up and say, yep, found nothing. Nothing was there. No, they won't do that. They'll come up with some bullshit saying they found some bamboo and some shit or the folds were wrong or something ridiculous. People will laugh at them. Nothing will get done about it. The fact of the matter is people keep forgetting that no matter what they found, if they found legitimate legitimate election fraud in their audit, and they won't because there is none, 
But even if they did, because this election is certified, it's not going to change anything. And in fact, the cyber ninjas pointed that out in their contract. They said, we understand that this isn't going to change the election. We're just going to see what went wrong so next time we can fix it. And when they say next time we can fix it, that's what they're doing with this uh, voter suppression laws and those sorts of things. They're trying to fix problems that don't exist. And then they say, well, they could happen. Well, yeah, they could happen. But do you really set up laws of something that may happen that never happened? That's ridiculous. So it'll be interesting to see what these cyber ninjas come up with, if they come up with anything at all. But here's what I find most interesting. Apparently, the state of Pennsylvania is also ramping up to do something similar to what they did in Arizona. Yeah, they're going to do some kind of audit, some recount, whatever the fuck they're going to do. They're going to check into it because they know there had to have been voter fraud, even though they've been gone through many times. The votes have been gone through. There has been court cases. Nobody's found one shred of evidence that there was any problem, but they're going to check it anyway, which to me seems really stupid and problematic for the taxpayers of that state. You want to emulate what the Arizona audit did, an Arizona audit that had all kinds of problems with chain of custody. There are investigations by the DOJ going on about the cyber ninjas and the uh, Republican state senators in Arizona and all that went on there. They're under investigation. This cost all kinds of money. Originally, it was told that they were going to pay $150,000 of tax money. And they were going to uh, get donations and all kinds of things. But you know this costs more money. I know it costs more money because the things they did to the election machines, the voting machines, now they're tainted. They can't use them again. So now they have to get rid of all those voting machines and replace them to the tune of, what, a quarter of a million dollars, $250,000, something like that? That didn't go well. So why the hell are they doing it? Moreover, why is Pennsylvania looking at this whole situation? They have the advantage of hindsight. How did it go with Arizona? You see all these problems, all these expenses, potential investigations. And Pennsylvania says, yeah, let's do that. That's just fucking stupid, don't you think? I mean, if you've seen how badly the Arizona audit went, and how no evidence has yet to be revealed. And you're saying to yourself, let's do that in this state. That makes sense. Whoever is suggesting they do that, you need to look at them intellectually. If they're at the proper intellectual level to hold whatever position they're in. Because that's an absolutely ignorant decision to make. But they're going to go ahead because it's more important to try to figure out why Donald Trump actually won which he didn't, but they want to try to prove it so that they can change laws and make it harder for Democrats and people of color to vote. And the only way they can do that is to dig out the dirt, dig out the fraud. I'm really anxious to see what Arizona and the cyber ninjas say about what they find. Because they're either going to say they found nothing or they're going to say they found something absolutely ridiculous, and they're going to be a joke. And even though they will look to be a joke, 
Pennsylvania will still say, oh, God damn it, let's get this going. Yeah, I'm on board. In spite of all this shit that Arizona went through, let's do it here too. <laughs> it's absolutely ridiculous. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. Let's talk about COVID briefly. We know that Florida was the hotbed for COVID, the cesspool of virus, the worst place in America. Well, now that's changing. I think some of the cases are coming down in Florida because so many people have gotten it. Now the hotbed for this virus is Texas. Big surprise. Greg Abbott, Greg Abbott, the, the uh, governor, the one who doesn't like masks, the one that doesn't like vaccinations, even though he has the vaccinations and even though he wears a mask, he doesn't think his people, his constituents should wear them. Apparently, he doesn't care if they get sick and die. At least that's what we've seen from him in this situation. Well, let's look at the numbers. And these numbers are similar, if not higher, to what Florida was going with at the height of uh, their COVID problems. They have over 3 million cases, as did, as did uh, Florida. And at last report, Florida had 46,000 people dead from COVID. But now in Texas, we're looking at 60,000 people dead. Over 3 million cases, 60,000 people dead. And Greg Abbott's going, oh, it's going well here. We've got it under control. No, you don't, motherfucker. You don't have it under control. And you're going to pay the price when all these people die and the things get exposed. Greg, you're going to have a trouble getting back reelected as governor, let alone any other higher office that you think you might want to try for. Texas is a mess. Florida is a mess. Uh, there are other places in the South that are the mess. And it is an amazing that the places that are the messes are the red states, the people or the uh, states run by Republican governors. If you're in these states and you see what's happening around you, don't you at some point grasp the situation and say, fuck, something's going wrong here? Apparently they don't, because Greg Abbott is flying high in Texas. Now, let me just say, I know a lot of people in Texas. I have a lot of friends in Texas. I've been to Texas many times. Love San Antonio. I love Corpus Christi. I love Dallas. I love uh, Austin. All that stuff. It's a beautiful place. I love going there, and I look forward to the chance when I can go back, but I'm sure as hell not going back now with the current situation. When do you realize that you had it so good there and now everything is going to shit and you want to blame Joe Biden? It's not Joe Biden. It's Donald Trump. It's Greg Abbott. They're the ones controlling your state. They're the ones implementing these uh, voter suppression laws. At some point, the citizens of that state have to rear up and say, all right, fucking enough's enough we got to change this. Our governor, our leader, isn't doing anything to help us, to save us. We better save ourselves. And that means the citizens doing something about it. What it is, I don't know. I don't know if you can't have recall elections or whatever the fuck. But the fact of the matter is you're in trouble. 
60,000 people that should be alive today are now dead because of COVID. And they are dead because of the anti-mask and the anti-vaccination encouragement by your government, in spite of the fact that all of them are wearing masks and getting vaccinations. Doesn't that tell you something? Do you not get it? Do you not grasp it? I know a lot of you do, and I know a lot of you are frustrated by it. So all we can do is you guys band together and you make sure everybody gets out and vote in 2022 when Abbott's up for re-election and get that some bitch out of there because he's not doing you any favors. He's not only doing the job badly, he's killing you folks. And it's sad to see because there are so many good folks in Texas. There's good folks in Florida too. But these governors are destroying your state and killing your people. This is something you got to pay attention to. And since your government's not going to, you're going to have to do something about it. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. All right. So do you remember this lawsuit, this court case? E. Jean Carroll suing Donald Trump for defamation of character. Do you remember that? It was around for a while, then it went away, then it was around a while, then it went away, and now it's back again. And this is really kind of an important case. Yeah, it's just a lawsuit. It's just about money, but there's more to it. And uh, if it goes all the way, it could cause Donald Trump some big problems, at least on a public relations level. He's going to have some questions to answer that he can't answer. So E. Jean Carroll says that Donald Trump raped her in a department store. I think it was Bergdorf Goodman's. I'm not sure about that, but I think so. He pushed her into a changing room and uh, raped her. And so we're decades after the fact. So any statute of limitations on being charged with rape have gone by the wayside. E. Jean Carroll's not going to be able to get Donald Trump on rape after all these years. However, when E. Jean Carroll came out and started talking about this, this obviously made uh, Donnie Trump a little uncomfortable, a little angry. He called her a big fat liar. He didn't say that, but you know, that's Donnie's style. And he also said, she's not even my type. She's too ugly for me. <laughs> and he made some other comments. Well, this angered E. Jean Carroll, as you might imagine. So she decides to sue him for defamation of character, which she had started the process. Now, it was kind of bouncing around. They were getting to it. Then they weren't getting to it. And then when it got closer, somehow Donald Trump took that case and gave it to the Department of Justice, which is not where it belonged, which made no sense. The only time you do that is if you're suing somebody while they're president for something during the time they're president. Then the Department of Justice will protect them because, of course, you know, we can't indict a sitting president, something we need to change. But this was a much different situation because this happened long before, um, long before Donald Trump was president. And it's just a lawsuit. And Donald Trump has a lot of lawsuits against him. Why are they picking out this one to sit on and hide for Donald Trump? 
Of course, Donald Trump's president, the DOJ under uh, William Barr, his DOJ, they grabbed it, they held it, they said it was presidential privilege and all that shit, and it wasn't, but they did everything they could to cover it up. Why work so hard to cover this one up for just a simple lawsuit? He's got millions of lawsuits. Well, here's the deal. E. Jean Carroll is suing him for defamation of character for the things he said. She felt like uh, he was lying and that he made her look bad unfairly and untruthfully. So she wants to go to court. And part of this is, is she telling the truth? And she thinks she has a way to prove it. Now, there may be other factors to this, but one important factor is, surprise, she still has the the dress from that day, unwashed. Still has that dress from decades ago, a la Monica Lewinsky. And on that dress is a certain amount of DNA. So in this particular court case, she will have the opportunity to demand that Donald Trump provide DNA so they can see if it matches up. And if it matches up, well, then maybe he calling her a liar is a lie, in fact, because it's true. Well, now, of course, Donald Trump, the DOJ at the time, didn't want anything like that happening because if the DNA matches up, well, that's a big problem for Donald Trump. He's not going to jail over it, but... Here's proof that he raped a woman. That's bad for the evangelicals, I would think. Maybe not. But they don't want that out. They don't want to deal with that. So they did everything to avoid it. They gave it to the DOJ to sit on it so she couldn't do anything. Well, now Donald Trump's no longer president. The DOJ is no longer Donald Trump's DOJ. Biden is in. It's the Biden DOJ. William Barr is gone. Merrick Garland is in. So now they kicked this out, got it to a regular court, to a regular judge, and the judge looked at it and said, sure, let's try this case. It's legitimate. In spite of all that time that the DOJ tried to sit on it and hide it, now a regular court says, no, this is perfectly fine. Let's do it. So now Donald Trump doesn't have the protection he had when he was president with the DOJ and William Barr and being the president. He's just a guy. Now he's being sued for defamation of character, and one of the bits of evidence is this DNA on this decades-old dress. And they are going to ask him to provide DNA. And honestly, you might think Donald can slip out of this, but he can't. He's going to have to provide the DNA. Now, if that DNA matches, I don't know what that means exactly, what other excuse Donald Trump might have, but it will mean that Donald Trump did, in fact, have sex with E. Jean Carroll, uh, presumably on the date she said, in a department store. There's a lot to prove here. But all she really needs to prove is that whatever he said about her wasn't true, And I'm not sure what the amount she's asking for, but I hope it's a lot. You might as well get it while you still can. I don't know how much longer he's going to have any money. So you might as well grab onto it as quickly as possible. So that's going to happen. They haven't set a date for court for this. But Donald Trump is literally going to be shitting his pants over this. This is not going to go well for him. It's not going to go well for his image. And it's hard to spin it when you have a match with the DNA. So this will be something to look forward to. 
amongst all the other things that are going on as far as investigations and potential indictments against Donald Trump. So that will be coming soon. That's going to be interesting. Now, one of the things I talked about in TikToks earlier is about these dipshits that keep claiming uh, they have rights, they can do whatever they want, they're Americans. These Trumplifucks, these Trumplicans, these idiots, these trolls, they're adamant about their rights, and they believe their rights allow them not to wear a mask. Well, they're right. They don't have to wear a mask, but the fact of the matter is, every time you exercise a right or make a choice, there's potentially some consequences. Now, you don't just get a free ride just because you have a right. You will have to address those consequences if you exercise that right. And in the TikTok, I made the example of, say, being a guy who's in a conceal and carry gun state. He's got the gun on his side. He's all cool. Testosterone flowing. He's the toughest man in the world. Now, you can walk around like that because it's a conceal and carry state. You're perfectly fine. But if you take that gun out, shoot somebody in the head for no reason at all, well, you're going to get arrested and you're going to go to jail. Those are consequences for your actions. And I make that comparison because of this. If you're an anti-vaxxer, you have rights to be anti-vaxxers. But we all have rights. Everyone in this country has rights. So if you have a right not to get the vaccination, well, then I have the right not to have you anywhere fucking near me because you're a pus-filled, infectious piece of shit. I don't want to get what you have, and I don't want to get what you have and give it to somebody else I care about. So your rights are fine until they infringe on mine. Like the guy that pulled out a gun and shot somebody in the head. He infringed on somebody's rights. Now he's going to jail. You don't wear a mask. You don't get vaccinated. Now you give me a disease that could kill me, and then I give it to somebody else that could die as well. That's virtually criminal. Now, I don't know if you could be charged with a crime doing that sort of thing. But you remember back in the old days, in the 80s, when we had AIDS, we had some crazy sons of bitches that went around knowing they had AIDS, knowingly had sex with people, and giving them AIDS. Those people did some jail time, as long as they lived. Now, I don't know if that's what's going to happen. We're seeing a lot of people out here playing this game that they don't want to wear a mask so they'll walk up and cough on somebody. Honestly, you do that to me, and if I have my grandchild with me, I'm not a tough guy anymore. I'm 61 years old, but I'm going to protect my grandkid. I'm going to protect myself, and you're, if you're specifically coughing in my face, even just acting like you want to give me COVID, I'm going to knock your shit out to the best of my ability as an old man who's not in the shape he once was. But I tell you what, I, have, I will have the rage in me to do that. And as well, we should. Now, you know what's interesting? These same people will walk into establishments, stores, restaurants, gas stations, whatever it is. And they'll walk in proud and loud with no mask on. 
Now, when they walk in and do this, they know exactly what's going to happen. They are asking for it. They're just waiting for somebody to come up and tell them that they need to wear a mask because they know exactly what they're going to say. There's no law for a mask. There's no constitutional amendment that says I must wear a mask. I stand by my constitution. Well, that's well and good. But if that's what you say, if that's what you think, then you clearly don't know or understand what the Constitution, what the protection it provides you. You don't know. You don't get it. Now, you're protected from a lot of things by way of the Constitution, but you're protected from the government, not private companies. Think about this for a second. Have you ever walked up to a door going into a convenience store and it says, no shirt, no shoes, no service? Well, they can also say no masks, no service, no vaccination, no service. It's all the same shit. It's funny you didn't bitch about it when it was just shirts and shoes, but now that it's masks and vaccinations, now you have a problem with it. You're forcing us to get the vaccination. No, we are not. But if you walk up to a store like that, and that's their requirements in their personal private store, well, then you have an option. Either put on the mask, get the vaccination, or go the fuck someplace else. You don't get to walk into their establishment if you don't follow their rules. This has nothing to do with the Constitution. It never did. It never will. So stop being stupid. You don't want to wear a mask. You don't want to get vaccinated. Cool. Stay the fuck away from me and anybody else with above average intelligence that know better. If you want to walk into a store and start some shit, well, you know what? You maybe should think twice about that because people are going to get tired of that. I can see some of these establishments getting bouncers that will just grab you by the collar and throw you out in the fucking street where you belong. You can have your rights, but you got to understand the consequences. And you can't use those rights to infringe on other people's rights. You just can't. We could argue about this all day, but you're fucking wrong. And I could prove you're wrong. But if I was sitting here talking to a Trumplican or one of you idiots, all you would do is talk louder and longer over the top of me. Because that's the only strategy you have. You don't have facts. You don't have intelligence. You don't have decency to argue with me about it. But I've got a little notice for some of the Trumplicans. That will work in most situations. But in my experience in talking to Trumplicans, <laughs> it doesn't work with me. Because I can talk as long and loud as you can, except I do have some facts. I have some substantial evidence about what I'm saying. So bring it on. I'd be happy to debate with you. But you know what's funny? In the four and a half years since Donald Trump was president, I was on Facebook for a long time just dicking around with it. And all these guys would make these claims that I was wrong about this and I was wrong about that. I said, cool. These were people in my own town. I said, I'll tell you what, I'll take you to lunch. I'll take you to lunch. I'll pay for lunch. You can get whatever you want. Get the steak. I don't care. But then we're going to put up my phone, and both of us are going to go live on Facebook, and we'll have a debate. 
And since you think I'm so dumb, this should be a great chance to teach me a lesson, to show how smart you are, to put me in my place. But you know what? In all those four, four and a half years, not one person took me up on it because they don't have anything. They're not smart enough to debate. All they do is talk louder and longer until you get tired of it and say, fuck it, I'm going away. That's how they win. But they don't really win because they don't know anything. They don't accomplish anything. All they do is destroy things. All they do is cause chaos. I would like just once to be able to sit down with a Trumplican and let's have the debate. I saw one guy on TV today that said, yeah, Joe Biden didn't win the race. It's been proven. Really? Because I have yet to see any evidence. Now, if you're sitting across the table from me, please tell me the evidence. You don't even have to show it to me. Tell me what the evidence is. And I guarantee you, they can't tell me. And that's where the real problem in this country is right now. In order to have a serious democracy, a good democracy, you need two, at least two strong parties. Now, the Democrats are doing all right. They have their problems. They have their issues. But generally, they're doing pretty well. And by comparison, they're doing much better than the Republicans. But the Republicans at this point can't even be taken seriously as a party. And I'll explain to you why. Now, in April of this year, Republicans were asked how many people believe that Joe Biden won the election illegally. He shouldn't be the president. Now, you know, I keep hearing from Republicans, oh, that's just the crazy guys. All the other Republicans, we're normal. We're, we're okay. The Republican Party's safe. I disagree. Because in April of last year, or of this year, actually, um, 70% of all Republicans believed that Joe Biden wasn't elected president legally. 70%. We're not talking about just Trumplicans, the 25 or 30%. We're talking about the vast majority of the Republican Party. Now, we've had a lot of investigations. No evidence has been shown. The cyber symposium was a joke. The Arizona audit has yet to show us anything. We have all the court cases, the Supreme Court. No evidence has been shown. So you would think in the time period between April and this month, September, that that number would go down, certainly. I mean, now that the Republicans have seen all of what's going on, there's got to be less people believing that Joe Biden didn't win, that Trump did. But you know what? You know what that number is now? It's 78%. It fucking went up. Now, you know why it went up? Because people only watch certain sources for their news. These are people who only watch Newsmax, OAN, Fox. They don't look at the other areas. Now, these, these sources are known to be liars. They aren't even news sources at all. They're entertainment channels. But if that's all they listen to, that's all they know. So in their minds, that is true. But if you've got a party where 78% of the people don't believe the election was fair and honest, they believe that there was election fraud when there's absolutely no evidence, how do we take a party like that seriously? You can't.
So for all intents and purposes, the Republican Party is fucking done. Yes, there are a few normal Republicans, normal conservative Republicans, but there's not enough of them. Apparently, there's only, what, uh, 22% that are normal? Because 78% of them think they're still, they believe in the big lie. They're still buying the big lie in spite of all that's been exposed, all that we know. They still think it's a big lie. I really think the Republican Party has a problem. Because after time goes by, more and more things will get exposed, and they just won't have an argument anymore. But they have gone this far, thinking what they think, and they have destroyed their party. Now, some of you Democrats are probably saying to yourself, well, good, let's get rid of the Republicans. Well, it's not so good. And here's why it's not so good. As I said before, in order to have a good, strong democracy, you need at least two strong, legitimate parties. At this point in time, we have one. That's the Democratic Party. You can't take the Republicans serious. So it's going to be hard to maintain democracy if we only have one solid party. So this is a time when the Republicans should say to themselves, we've got to get our party back. But they aren't. They aren't doing anything. And one of the big problems with only having one party that's really sensible or knows anything that's going on, once they take control of things, and they will in 2022, they'll continue to hold the House, but probably in a bigger way. They'll probably continue to hold the Senate, but in a bigger way. Joe Biden will be president for two more years. When you have one party that controls everything, you can guarantee that some shit are going to go bad. People are going to misuse their power. Yes, even the Democrats are capable of that. We've seen it in the past. We'll see it in the future. So as much as I like to see the Republicans die, I would hope at least some other party or the Republicans reform themselves to back to normal. We need that second party. We need that balance in order to run democracy. So we'll see what happens. But we've got a lot of people not believing the truth, but believing the bullshit. And if you're telling me the Republican Party is only a small fraction of people who believe that, that's bullshit. We know it's 78%, and that's way too many to take that political party seriously. Hopefully things will shake out. Hopefully the Republicans will see the light and you'll get a lot of people leaving because their careers will be destroyed. But hopefully they'll be able to get back to some semblance of normality. We need that in order to continue with our democracy. All right, I'm going to wrap things up for yet another Rational Boomer podcast. If you have questions, comments, or you just want to rip me to shreds, by all means, go ahead. Go to the Rational Boomer at gmail.com. Send me a note via email. You can go to anchor.fm. Seek out rational boomer podcast and you can leave me a voicemail simple as that i want to hear from you i don't hear from a lot of you i know you're out there so leave a voicemail message or a gmail or an email uh, message i'd like you to participate in what we're trying to do here so you have a good rest of the week and i will be back very soon thanks for listening to the rational boomer podcast 
Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. We'll see you next time.